hard year, um, no matter what's happening, going to happen in the coming year, what we need most is to turn our attention to Jesus. That is what all of us need more than anything else. And so I wanted to focus our attention on Jesus by looking at these few verses from, that, that are part of this vision that Jesus gives to John. Listen to God's word as I read Revelation 1, verses 4 to 6. It's, it's printed in your order of worship. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, but I encourage you, to, if you have a Bible, to turn there and, and follow along. It says this, John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are, are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings on earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is God's word. Let's pray. Father, we pray that uh, as we take a few minutes to just meditate on these verses, that you would open our eyes to see you afresh, that you would um, grow our faith, that you would even just ch change our hearts, and we pray that you would be glorified, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, I thought it was appropriate since today's New Year's Day to basically give a toast you know, you give a toast at things, you know, when you have a celebration to honor somebody, you toast them. When you're sitting down at a meal, often you uh, raise a glass and you toast somebody, right? And so I thought it was appropriate um, to uh, give a toast to Jesus this morning as we look towards 2023. And, uh, and I want to give a toast to Jesus as we get ready to sit at the table and eat and drink um, in light of what he has done for us. So, um, first of all, here is to Jesus, the one who is and who was and who is to come. Here's to Jesus, the one who is and was and is to come. No matter what you have encountered this past year, I mentioned it already, some of us have had good years. Some of us, there have been really like incredible things that have happened. You know, in my own family, we've, we've added to our family. We have a new daughter-in-law. We have three new sons, you know. Um, it's been incredible in a lot of ways. Um, for others of us, they, they, we, I know that you've experienced some loss. And um, you, you have lost people you love. You've had to endure trials, painful things that you've gone through. As we look towards the coming year, as we think about it, none of us knows what's in store. Right? 2023, for some of us, we're like, I'm glad 2022 is in the mirror. But... The reality is that 2023 might be worse. Sorry to break it to you. But it's also possible that 2023 might be incredible. It might be great. Um, it's kind of like, you know, as you're entering a new year, it's kind of like, you, know, you remember Forrest Gump when he, uh, that famous saying, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Um, that's kind of true at the beginning of every year. Every year is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I always... I, I, I do appreciate chocolate, um, but, you know, I, I've always struggled when I get a, a box of, of assorted chocolates from somewhere because you know that, that really the only ones that I really like are the ones that are chocolate on the outside and chocolate on the inside. That's it. And, and so 
more often than not, I will take one out and I'll take a bite and there'll be like some kind of fruit filling or like marzipan. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> or nougat or something like that. And, and I'm like, I know that I'm like a, kind of excited about the chocolate, but I'm also like, I'm probably not going to get something that I really want, you know? Um, and uh, thankfully, this, this uh, Kim often for my birthday or for Christmas will get me a box of C's chocolate. I don't know how many of you guys know what C's chocolate is, but, but she is able to order it and she can get exactly what she wants in the, in the box for me. So, so I know that when, when she gets me a box of C's chocolate, every single piece in there is going to be good. <laughs> and so I'm like, yes! Um, what does all this have to do? with this passage or with 2023. Um, like I said, 2023, we have no idea what is going to happen this year. We don't. We do not know what is in store tomorrow. However, what we do know is that Jesus will be the same. He is the one who was and who is and who is to come. He will be just as faithful this year as he always is. He will be just as good this year as he always is. We will be able to count on him this year as much as we've ever been able to count on him. He is the same. We know for sure what we're going to get when it comes to Jesus. So even though we don't know what the year is going to look like, we can know that Jesus is going to be there. He's going to be there to meet us. He's going to be present He's going to be there to comfort us, to take care of us, to empower us, to love us. And that brings me to the second thing. Here's to Jesus, the one who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. One of the things that you can count on this year is that Jesus is going to love you. He loves you now, and he's going to love you this year. You can count on his love. Why? How do you know that? Well, you know that because he died to make that point. He set us free from our sins by his blood. He, he came into our world 2,000 years ago. We just celebrated Christmas. That's why he was born. He was born to live and to die for us. And he really did die. He really hung on a cross. And, and, and one of the things that that does is it, it pays for our sin. It sets us free from our guilt. It sets us free from the power of our sin. But it also says he loves us. He loves us enough to give himself for us. And so through the good and the bad, the things to celebrate and the things that, that make us hurt and make us wonder, um, this verse reminds us that one of the primary things you have the opportunity to do this year is to seek to understand the love of Jesus better. It's certain. He's going to love you. Our task is to figure out, to understand it better, to understand what that means to understand what his love is like, to understand how, how his love gives me real security and peace and joy. The fact uh, to understand that, that I don't have to experience guilt, I don't have to be plagued by guilt anymore, to understand the fact that he has set me free from the power of my sin, that I can actually become a different person this year. I can, be, I can grow to be more loving. I can grow to, to have less you know, sin plaguing my life this year than I did last year as I trust him and rely on him. 
there's nothing greater than the love of Jesus. And, and the beauty is his love will be there every morning you wake up this year. Every morning. We need to learn to count on it. And uh, lastly, here is the Jesus who made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. Um, have you ever watched like a, an Oscar, the Oscars or like some kind of award ceremony for acting and, and somebody will come up, they'll, they'll get their award and they'll come up and, and they, one of the things they will be thankful for is they will thank the producer or whoever did, like they, they said, I'm, I'm, I, they called them a long time and said, I want you to play this part in this movie, you know? And they're like, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just thankful that they gave me this part to play this incredible part with all this dialogue and all this significance and all this purpose and meaning. Like I would never be standing here unless they called me and gave me this part, you know? Jesus gives each and every one of us an incredibly significant part to play, a role to play this coming year. It says he's made us a kingdom. He's made us priests to his God and Father. Each and every one of us he calls to be a priest. You know what a priest does? You know what the priest's job is? It was throughout the Old Testament. The priest's job was to represent God to the people and to represent the people to God. And that is the role Jesus calls you to live out this coming year, to represent God to the people around you. It's not just to try to be nice. It's not just to try to be a nicer person and more compassionate. It's to actually show God to the people in your family, to your friends, to the people that you work alongside. It's to demonstrate who God is to them, to help them to see God more clearly. There is nothing more significant and more glorious than that to live out this role that God has given us. He's called us to be a priest, representing God to the people around us, speaking for God to them, serving them on behalf of God. Your role is to help them see God in a way, in the way that you speak and how you treat them. But this isn't something that we have to like really like work hard at mustering up to do. I mean, yes, he calls us to, to actually make choices and do things. But, but what does it say? It says, he makes us to be priests to his God. It's him. Jesus is the one who, who enables us to be his representatives. It's not all on us. It's dependent on his power to work in us and to use us. And so as we think about the coming year and this incredibly significant role he calls us to play, we need to remember to rely on him. To rely on him. To trust him. To count on him to use us and to work through us. So here's to Jesus, the one who is and was and is to come, the one who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, the one who, who has made us to be priests for his God and Father. Here's to him. This is the toast. I, I was wondering as I was thinking about this idea, you know, giving a toast to Jesus. What, what on earth, why do they use that phrase toast? Why do you toast somebody? Anybody ever looked that up before? Like, what, why do you use the word toast when you talk about toasting somebody? Um, well, I, I looked it up, and apparently in the 16th century, there was a custom where you would take a scorched piece of bread or toasted piece of bread and add it to your wine because it would soak up the acidity in the wine and it would make it taste better. It would actually theoretically make it more healthy, in a sense. That was the idea. 
And so that's where the idea came from. When you, when you, you know, toasted somebody, you put this toast in the wine saying, I'm, I'm drinking to your health. Like, I want to add to your health, you know? I want to add to your, your enjoyment of life. Um, it's kind of strange, right? But I think it, it's kind of appropriate as we think about this, as we, as we get ready to, to meet Jesus at the Lord's table, as we give a toast to Jesus, that, that we are reminded that truly he is the bread of life, Right? It is only by receiving Jesus and the work that he has done for us that, that he, he has soaked up the acidity of our sin. He has soaked up all of the unpleasantness of our sin and all of our rebellion against God. He's taken God's wrath upon himself. And it's only by receiving Jesus and trusting in Jesus that that, that actually makes life a, more of a blessing as we live it. It's only through knowing Jesus and knowing Jesus' love for us, that, that we experience the life the way that it's meant to experience, even in the midst of things that are hard and difficult. And so, let's eat and drink to him now at the Lord's table. I'm going to pray and, uh, and lead us in a time of confession as we approach the table together. So let's pray.